0: Away we go.
1: Hello. So
0: are we done with the pre-podcast we're podcast? We're done with the
1: pre-podcast so, podcast. Now we're moving on to the podcast. Welcome to podcast. the
0: actual real something real. I
1: have a new favorite podcast. It's Is called it, Bites of History. It's
0: not something real. No. Oh, okay. That's it's like four you, or five. That was your previous and we know you don't listen to this.
1: Why do I need to listen to it? <laughs> I used to. I used to be paranoid about it. I used to
0: be like, oh, is it going to be, you know. I used to not listen to it because it was so awkward hearing myself. I hate you know, my talk. voice. It's better with you. And when I we started and it was myself, just me, that so. was just unlistenable. And I apologize for everything in my life. But anyhow, as we uh, are looking at it, I, I started listening. Uh, now I, I do uh, turn it up to a higher speed, partly so that it doesn't sound like me talking to you. It sounds more like, you know. I, the the machine. It's very hard for
1: me because if, here's a spoiler. But
0: every time you listen, it helps the ag- algorithm or the algorithm. The algorithm. The, the algorithm. Yeah. And the abracadabra. That felt like a, um, never mind. I almost said a political statement that I will really avoid. Yeah, please um, do that.
1: Or we're going to get flagged. Yeah, flagging by, might actually help us. get you know,
0: checkers. Like, we need a little controversy because it feels so empty without me. So. Oh, golly. Wow. Wow. So.
1: Never thought that one would come <laughs> up. Yikes. New
0: lyrics that we... That we gotta
1: throw in. um bonus points if you got that i guess um
0: uh, or or it's a negative a point check mark on your record <laughs> or, you or get
1: then. yourself to church
0: maybe, maybe get to church you, um, you might have watched the super bowl halftime show
1: yeah or you're a millennial an <sighs> elder millennial um
0: or anywhere in existence in the last 20 years in america but
1: no he's out now everyone all of the youths are listening to yeah. uh what's his face machine, machine gun kelly I can't stand. Anyway. For those listening to the
0: audio, you missed the eye roll just now. But anyhow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's called Bites of History. And it's like a 10-minute podcast just about like interesting things about food. And last week was their first episode. And they talked about. Food and history
0: or history of food?
1: Both. Nice. Last week they talked about. And I didn't know this. Why butter is different on different sides of the country. It's packaged differently. What? Yeah. And there's its name for it it seems name odd. Me.
0: I've lived on like, both ends, like of the, both on, coasts of the country. Well, and they're
1: all. It's in sticks, no matter where you go. But in, I want to say the West Coast, they do half sticks, and I, on the East Coast, they do that, whole I, sticks. And now you can kind of get. half sticks I guess I didn't think about but, whether it was
0: California or not, but yeah. I do remember seeing half sticks.
1: Interesting, and I learned all about that. I forgot about it now, but interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah we lived that. in
0: California, and Maryland, and Texas, and Illinois, half and sticks of butter, Michigan. So.
1: We got the whole stick here.
0: We are butter people, and
1: nothing and nothing but the stick. So we know
0: that uh, Gerard Depardieu and uh, yeah, that, thats the best French I've got. And Queen Latifah understand the secret to life, right? It's
1: what butter. Queen Latifah? Yeah. What does she do?
0: In Last Holiday.
1: Oh, I haven't seen that.
0: You haven't seen Last Holiday? No, really. The
1: last Queen Latifah movie I saw was the one she you did with Steve it. Martin. You should see it. Or Where she almost got killed
0: or something. You remember, did you see that one? You would. You would really like Last Holiday, I think. LL Cool J's in it for one. I mean, that you just can't go wrong. LL Cool J
1: plays the same you, character you in every wrong. movie he's Actually, in. Actually,
0: this is dramatically and He's just fun there light. licking his lips this is, <laughs> wearing uh, a little
1: hat. Anyway, yeah. We should have waited to start the
0: <laughs> <laughs> This is LL in retail, not as a cop or anything. But Oh, well. Is anything. he like a
1: love interest? He is. Oh. Okay. Well, you maybe I'll it see. It it. It's a Christmas movie, right?
0: Uh, it's kind of set there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not really so much about Christmas. And doesn't she like but... think she's gonna
1: die until but she it does is, a bunch of stuff?
0: it is. absolutely about food. Okay. Which, well, I do like. So that. I know you're into that. That's
1: why but... I like Eat, Pray, Love with Julia Roberts. I hated everything about it, but when she went to Italy and started eating, I didn't eating. see that. But anyway. So. Welcome. Are you glad you joined us yet? Uh, it's Easter yeah. week.
0: It is. Got Hol- lots going on. Holy week, Passion week. You know, that's
1: whatever you wanna call it week.
0: This is a. The week when we celebrate the uh, the passion of Christ as he progressed full knowing what was happening to the cross. And uh, it's a busy week for those um, in church life. Uh, most churches have extra services and um, we're no different at Real Life Community Church in Three Oaks. We'll have our, um, our special uh, contemplative uh, service focusing on the crucifixion on Friday night. And uh, we have our Passover Seder uh, that that we do as well. That was supposed to be a one-off thing and became a tradition. Oh, really? I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, it's 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 an excellent learning opportunity. Uh, Is not uh, unfortunately we've had some folks over time who have uh, allowed that to sort of springboard them into a a a Judaizer type. You know, legalism, false gospel thing, and that uh, is a sad situation. But um, the reality is, we do have uh, we have a a Jewish gospel that's for all nations. But it's what our we have a Jewish Messiah. Um, Salvation is uh, through the Jews to the Gentiles, and uh, so it's important for us to be able to understand the Old Testament roots of the New Testament gospel, uh, because it is the same gospel, same gospel that it has been since the dawn of the world and shall be until Christ returns. I'm breathing through
1: my mouth. I can't breathe. I'm sorry. Stacy's dealing with congestion. I don't want to be a mouth breather, especially when I have to look at myself doing it.
0: (laughs) Well, you don't have to look at yourself. Well, I'm going
1: to look over here.
0: You look at the microphone, there's a little red. Everyone
1: so. watching the video, if I'm looking over here. Though. Well, look at
0: the small screen; you don't notice it as much. That's false. Or smile know. the whole time, and then you just. You're like like I'm, oh, I'm, I'm breathing, but I'm smiling. Hi
1: so. everyone. I used to want to be a ventriloquist for a hot minute. <laughs> I got a little Charlie McCarthy puppet for Christmas. Good times. Now it haunts my mom's house. Um Hey,
0: on an important note, that really is. Only it's not really a segue, but it is sort of more connected to what we're talking about in our series. I just want to point out that, and I know that I've said this and you're sick of me saying nice things to you. I'm just second um, general. As, so. I, so I try to avoid saying nice things if I can, but thank you. I appreciate uh, that. The the song that you wrote for this for, for Easter that is on uh, you know, sort of inspired by the the sermon series on portraits of Christ in the Gospels. Uh, is just really terrific and um, I don't know how many folks that are listening uh, heard your stuff back when you were recording and selling CDs and stuff but
1: back in the uh, day
0: and those was, was good stuff Good, good, wouldn't, good wouldn't recommend, stuff. Recommend that but stuff. the the level of writing the depth the um, just even the passion of it uh, in your songwriting now has changed I think and maybe maybe you've noticed it. Maybe you haven't. I think it's changed dramatically. Um, you've grown as a writer, even though you're not doing it full time at this point. But you, your walk with Christ has impacted that. And uh, the things that you have written for church, I think, surpass anything that you wrote in your, can I say, music career? Is that sure. is that too, you know, too music career to say? Well, thanks. Anyway, uh, and I can't I'm wait for folks to hear it on uh, Easter Sunday morning. It'll be a really, really great opportunity. Sorry, so, my dad tried
1: calling. Uh, don't
0: be sorry. Your dad loves you. Well,
1: he knows I'm busy. Um, well, thanks. I appreciate. If you that. were listening
0: live, then you'd know. You can right. just see. So you, now he, I You message not, you, and then you can just like, talk
1: hey, to I need him. to talk to you. <laughs> he's not on Facebook, so. so. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, just it's,
0: just observing. It could be
1: that I'm not writing about you know failed relationships anymore
0: <laughs> writing about a perfect relationship exactly. and that's, that changes uh, things it really is a, a, a significant change and there's i mean there's a new level of, of i'm also
1: 34 uh, years old and not 21 well know. you know
0: and those were personal but i think there's yeah. a different level oh, of sure. personal depth in these things even though they're not about you know boys are bad and food is good and all that kind of stuff and blueberry pancakes still are awesome. true so no that's you know, <laughs> <clears throat> but raising a boy is different than dating a boy. True. So anyhow.
1: Sometimes. Sometimes. I'm, anyway. I'm going to
0: walk away from that one. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that, that.
1: Thanks. Come listen to all of our song songs. song about the,
0: the portrait, just really to be able to go into that art idea. And, and I'm not and an, see an the artist. different by any bro means. strokes and colors and so on. Uh, it does capture the spirit of what we were trying to talk about in the series, uh, looking at Christ in the Gospels and uh, seeing how each of the four uh, authors of, of the, the four different Gospels uh, presented the same Christ. And it is the same picture, but, but much like uh, four different artists painting the same subject are going to have four different takes, different nuances will come out and it'll all be the same. You'll see the same uh, subject. Uh, but it looks different. And right. in, in the same way, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John do that. And you know Matthew, um, all of the four portraits that we talk about in this series are are specifically clear in all four of the Gospels and inescapable. But Matthew's lens is focused a little bit more on Christ as the promised king, as the the Messiah who was to come and and written for a primarily Jewish audience. Um, Mark writing in Rome to a mixed audience there in Rome, heavy, heavy Gentile as well, um, getting his information from Peter. Uh, he's focusing much more, not, not just on Christ as the Messiah, but the focus of the lens turns a little so that we see the focus on Christ, the suffering servant um, who dies in our place as our ransom. Then Luke, as the only Gentile writer, not an eyewitness, but, but having researched these things, having come to Christ later, um, he approaches it more, uh, I want to say more as a historian. I don't know if that's the best way of saying it, but hopefully it conveys it. Um, you know, Having uh, gone and researched and, and interviewed and compiled information and uh, checked stories against different sources, uh, when he puts it together, there's really a focus on Christ in His humanity, connecting to to all of us as human, which would be of particular importance to a Gentile who's sure. writing this, uh, having always heard or, or you know understood that the Jews have their God and everybody else has their gods and so on and so forth. Well, now as you are coming to this and you realize that that there's one God, and He became a man. And he's connected to all of us in his humanity, so there's no there's no gap between men and women, right. and, and you know, uh, Jew and Gentile, and and all these other things. Right. So he is the savior for all of us. <clears throat> John, who uh, was arguably the closest uh, human relationship that that Jesus had outside of his own mother, is you know, he is was in this very close, intimate proximity to him. Within the twelve, and then within the three, and then there's John, <clears throat> as he's writing it, fully aware, having just like the rest of the twelve, walked with Jesus daily for three years. Right. You saw all the humanity of. It. There's no question. All of these guys know the humanness of Christ. But in John's gospel, he's writing a little later. Uh, I think I said between seventy and eighty AD. Most most of the sources that I would rely on. We'll put it probably closer to 90 AD, but we know it's it's it, it appears to be after the fall or the destruction of Jerusalem um, and before his other letters. So, you know, somewhere in that in that span, but after the other gospels. And by the time he's writing, Gnosticism has become a big thing that separates the the spirit from the flesh and flesh is evil and spirit is good. And so they're, they're teaching that Jesus was only spirit and was not actually truly human. And then you have others who are teaching that Jesus is only human and not divine. And so in clarifying this, John presents a picture that makes it exceedingly clear that Jesus was in the flesh, that he was human, but he didn't just show up as a as another guy, as a teacher. Right. He, he makes... He goes to great pains to make sure that we understand that he is God in the flesh, including the first, uh, the first uh, passage of his gospel, which starts out John 1.1, 1, 1, which is our memory verse for the week. Uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overstood it. Jumping ahead to verse 10, uh, he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, uh, turned too many pages there, not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, But born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So, this picture that John gives us, he kind of captures in the first 18 verses the the message he's going to have throughout his gospel. And in uh, chapter 20, the end of that chapter, he points out why he's writing it. He's saying, look, there's so so much more that Jesus did. Then he kind of repeats it again at the very end of the book. If if we were to record everything that Jesus did that was miraculous and noteworthy, there there wouldn't be enough books in the world to, to cover that. It would fill everything. But these things that I've written have been written so that you would believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that in believing, you might have life. So that's his purpose in writing it. He wants us to understand who Jesus is as the God-man, as, as truly divine, the God of all, having put on flesh and, and died in our place. And so this uh, this truth, this elemental truth of Christian doctrine uh, is not only important uh from a uh, from a broad perspective, but it's from a very narrow personal perspective because God is the source of life. He's the giver of life. We place our trust in him as that, and he is able to give us life in Jesus Christ. So our core reality for the week is that Jesus Christ is more than a martyr or a religious hero. He's the eternal living God in human flesh. And I think, you know, on the way in, I was listening to uh, the Nine Marks uh, uh, pastor's talk podcast. And they were talking about um,
1: oh, how butter was different. It was not
0: about that. But by the way, that reminded me that your podcast uh, reminds me of the history channel show that uh, Shelly and I were getting hooked on. Uh, you were telling me about that. Foods yeah. that built America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is pretty cool. Anyway. History through the lens of food. Anyway, <clears throat> as I was listening to the podcast uh, on the way in here, uh, pastor's talk, they were uh, talking to a couple of authors of a book about the prosperity gospel stuff that, that goes on out there, the prosperity movement, or however you choose to describe it. I can describe <laughs> I think it was called Health, Wealth, and the Real Gospel is the name okay. of the book, if, if anybody wants to check that out. and Right offhand, I don't recall the names of the authors, but if you were to go to the Nine Marks website, you could find it there, I'm sure. It's published by Crossway, I believe. Anyhow, uh, there as they were talking about it, uh, they were really looking at the—there the, was a lot of— uh, Content that they were covering, but I think one of the things that really stood out to me in, in, in discussing the nature of this um, prosperity propensity, I would say, uh, which is not just a group of teachers, uh, and I think that's something that is pretty significant that that sure. maybe we miss out on. We think uh, very often of you know, oh, the prosperity gospel—that's the word of faith people, or right, it's right, this right. group, or it's that group. I I would contend that it's it has wormed its way in, and I choose the term intentionally, um, over the last century throughout uh, Christendom. And I even wrestle myself with things that I know are not true, and yet it has been so uh, pounded into my psyche that when things go wrong, I find myself just, just at a visceral level wondering what i've done to displease god and when things are going well (laughs) until i catch it consciously i subconsciously feel like well that must mean that i'm doing well in my faith and that's not what we see in the biblical picture and and we know that we've talked about it here a lot of times i I, you know i teach that pretty regularly uh if we had nothing more than the book of job then we would know that is to the truth but um but anyway what what it kept striking me is that we want we want a religious figure we want a we want a hero Um,
1: um, we're holding out for a hero that's exactly what's in my head as (laughs) as
0: soon as i said it and i was fighting the urge to. don't uh, ever fight the urge for bonita Uh, (laughs) but you know we we were you know we have this innate need for a hero we want to be saved but instead of receiving the hero the champion that god has sent us the 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 messiah who is we want this martyr type religious hero who's going to come in uh be an icon we can we can look to and give us all of our our best life give us our blessings and and so on and so forth and so we end up chasing after the gifts more than the giver and our gospel becomes very human-centered But because Christ is more than that, he's more than a man, he's more than a martyr, he's more than a religious hero or or a great teacher or or a prophet or any of those things, he is actually very God of very God. He is truly divine. He's the eternal living God in human flesh. It can no longer be about us. You know, it can't be about, you know, just a human perspective because... By serving the divine Christ, the living God, he transcends all of that. He transcends the now. He transcends my feelings. Mm -hmm. Uh, And by taking my focus off of him and putting it on the reality, I mean, I'm sorry, taking my focus off of myself, off of my now, and putting it on the reality of him and who he is, then... uh, then I'm I'm going beyond this man-centered uh, religious perspective to to actually seek truth, right? Something that is is bigger and more transcendent. So
1: that's why I've and I'm not dogging on anybody here, but that's why I've always been a little eh, about Catholicism because it seems to be man-centered. I realize that we're serving the same God, but you go. I, and, I would
0: question that actually. I'm not sure and, that we are. But,
1: but you go and talk to a man. To supposedly absolve yeah. your sins, or you're supposed to, you know, do something to absolve your sins, whether yeah. it's, you know, say X amount of Hail Marys, or do the Rosary, <laughs> or whatever. And that's and that's always struck me struck me as odd. And I think I've talked about this before. I went to a Catholic college, and I'd have friends who would be like, "Oh, I have a big test coming up, so I have to pray to Saint so and so, the Saint of tests." Or right. after, I lost something, so I have to pray to Saint so and so, the Saint of lost things. And then when and the, the test like, is
0: over, I go back to partying. Right, and, and I'm whatever. like.
1: what you're talking about because that to me is putting i realize they're saints but it's it's but you're turning
0: them into a rabbit's foot right and it's It's kind of they're here to do my bidding it's it's
1: almost like taking god down a peg in your life and that to me i just don't or like the pope like people look at the pope like he's somehow closer to god than me or you and he's just a man He's just a man. I don't
0: think uh, do they do they still have the Pope Mobile like they used to And Pope John Paul was touring and they had the like the big the big yeah, uh, nothing against bullet, the good for you. bubble that they would travel around in good
1: for you, Pope. Which was but pretty, he's still just a dude. Pretty,
0: pretty sweet, actually. He's
1: still just a dude.
0: But yeah, the and the thing of it is I, I
1: it's like a, it's like I think you can look at a lot of heroes. these doctrines
0: and, and you know, again, you've got more direct contact with that than I do. Um Having, you know, my father was Catholic, uh, but I didn't grow up Catholic. And so I, I didn't go to a Catholic school, but I've been my around My father's it. also
1: Catholic. We have
0: a very highly um, ca- uh, Roman Catholic uh, community. There's a lot of that around our, our area. Uh, <clears throat> typical in, in the north and, and really in a lot of places. It's, it music. is the largest Christian denomination, yeah. uh, so-called. But um, a lot of the doctrines that even that you just mentioned, there and uh, I'm, maybe I'm saying this because I want to be <laughs> generous and give the benefit of the doubt, but I, I really truly believe that most of these things came uh, with good intent.
1: Sure.
0: Um, but unfortunately a distortion of the truth. And so what ends up it's happening much like
1: prosperity. gospel.
0: Well, yeah. I, and I think it, it very much is the same route in that it becomes me centered and over history, this this is why it's very difficult to talk about um, the Roman Catholic Church historically, because it depends on what era you're looking at. Mm-hmm. It's it's changed and evolved, and so there um, there is a, uh, a continuity that that we see and expect when we're talking about the Catholic Church. But uh, but that's also there's a great disparity and variety as. Uh, things evolved and, and grew and doctrines grew. I remember that
1: from, from school too. There were some <clears throat> girls that were like, I only go to Roman Catholic services. And some girls wanted to go to like more modernized services. Yeah. And I'm like.
0: Yeah, that's oh, like Mel Gibson is right. among those. And I don't recall exactly the the name of the Catholic sect uh, that uh, basically rejects the services, most things that came after Vatican II. Mm-hmm. And so if you um you know, if you're not doing it in Latin, then it's not the real thing, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Well, all I know for sure, and this really isn't a podcast about Catholicism, but it is, <laughs> a, but it is a podcast about um, the gospel and trying to connect the reality of God to the realities of life. And because Jesus is God, then he gets to call the shots. I mean, that's kind of the nature of his sovereignty. Uh, and so, without spending more time on it, because we're getting toward the end here. Uh, the The doctrines of man that come out through Catholicism, honestly, I don't think are all that much different than the doctrines. They are more formalized, but they're not that much different than the doctrines that we see in other other forms of religious Christianity, uh, including honestly a lot of the seeker-driven stuff. We we put things out there that uh, we. <clears throat> pardon me, the, the legalists end up uh, dumbing down the gospel because you can't sustain it. The Those who uh, are the hyper-grace folks end up creating a legalism because you can't sustain uh, a hyper-grace right. there are no rules kind of thing. Eventually, the guy the guy, Papa John's tells you to put <laughs> your shirt on. So, all right, at, uh, not Papa John's, Little, Little Caesars. Caesars. Put
1: yeah. your shirt back on!
0: So, the there's a, there's
1: a Three people.
0: There <laughs> There's a consistency in our human tendency to make it about us. Sure. The fact that Jesus is God makes it absolutely, utterly, and completely not about us. Yep. Even as we read in John one, uh, in, in John one uh, twelve, those who believe in Him, He gives the right to be His children. But notice that it says after not children born of natural descent or of a husband's will, you know, this is not, it, this is not something that's of your doing, right? It's, you're not, this is about what God is doing, what he gives you the right. You don't have the right. He gives you the right. right. We are not all God's children. You know, like everybody likes to throw that term around those who believe in Christ. Like. <laughs> right. We're all his image bearers. Right. Absolutely. So in that sense, one can just, can refer to God's children. But biblically, the children of God are those who belong to him relationally, which is the minority. But we need to understand that Jesus as God is eternal. He, he was God in the beginning, he'll be God at the end, he's God all the way in, in between and does not change. He's transcendent, he's supreme and above and uncreated. Uh, he he didn't become the son of God when he was right. born of Mary. He was already God the son from eternity past. And uh, he is self-existent uh, without being dependent on anyone else, which is what made his humbling himself, the Philippians 2, humbling himself to become dependent uh, on Mary as in right. this human form, makes it baby. that much more right. mind-blowing. He created all things. He's the source of life. Uh, and therefore, when we sin and are separated from Him, death ensues because we've cut ourselves off from the source of life. Uh, he's because He's the source of life; He gives life. Therefore, if Jesus is the source of life because He is God, and Jesus alone gives life and has power over life and death, then we start to to see logically as these things come together that if Jesus is legitimately a way. Oh man, I wish I could quote R.C. Sproul on this because he said it so much better than I will. <clears throat> if Jesus is a way and he claims to be the only way, then he must be the only way or we can't legitimately see him as a way. He's Yahweh. If, 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 if he's not, if he is Yahweh. The question is, is he my way? But anyway, as he's doing this, as, as as Jesus is claiming to be God, as he's claiming to be the only way to have a relationship with God, and there's no way around it, then to borrow from Lewis, he is either a liar saying these things, or he's a nutbag saying these things. Lewis called him a lunatic, but he's <laughs> British. <said> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, he said along the line of the man who claims he's a poached egg. Right. We're he's making a claim contrary to reality, or he actually is who he says he is. Right. And if he is who he says he is well, then all bets are off. It's all about him only. It's not about me, as if he should do things my way, which is the the nutshell uh, idea of the prosperity gospel, that God loves me, therefore Jesus died so that I can have my best life now. Awesome. And and that's not how it works. And uh, there are so many folks out there, it doesn't matter what your label is, whether you're Pentecostal, charismatic, Baptist, Methodist, Catholic... You know, whatever, whatever you are, when it's about us, we're moving away from understanding Christ as he is, as God.
1: Right. And we will stop there for today. Um, If you are in the area this week, join us at one of our services. Our Good Friday Contemplative Service is at 6 p.m. this Friday uh, at St. John's Campus in Three Oaks. And Sunday, (laughs) we have our uh, Easter celebration service at 10.04 a.m. We're just going to eat a cookie, so I'm going to have to close this out by myself. Uh, as always, you can uh, email us with any questions or comments at somethingrealatreallifeonline.org or leave us a message on Facebook or YouTube or leave us a voicemail at two six nine seven five six 756 rlcc or through the Anchor app.
0: Thank you for my cookie. You're welcome. But it has a bite out of it.
1: Well, I have a four-year-old, but I just watched you do that. So did the, so did the camera. Oh, so. yeah. That's All right. right. Goodbye, everybody. Happy Easter.